Nyata, hello. Alison here from a little church in southwest Victoria called Sanctuary. What shall we say the kingdom of God is like? With what shall we compare it? Perhaps this. The kingdom of God is like a Facebook post with zero likes. But somebody reads it and it takes root. Nobody knows how. And gradually it grows, producing in them prayers and poems, conversations, stories. And in these new words, others find a home. And so the post lives on. The kingdom of God is like a woman in aged care whose sons rarely visit. But when she dies, the cleaners weep. They tell her daughter how beautiful she was, how gentle, how kind. They say that she knew them all by name and she prayed for them and that they talk about her and remember her every day. The kingdom of God is like a young man who walks away from the family fortune. While his brothers build bigger houses and plan expensive holidays, he works for the poor and tends the land and goes camping. And other people's teenagers want to be like him. The kingdom of God is like a woman who works a long shift and gets a hundred extra bucks in her pay. So while she's buying the family groceries, she throws a heap of shampoo and pads and toothpaste into her trolley and donates them to a local service for the homeless. And the following week, another shopper does likewise, and then another, and another, and another. Or this... The kingdom of God is like a man who resigns from the workforce so he can get up each night and turn a woman and adjust the pillow between her legs. In the morning he places her on the commode and then he washes her gently and he dresses her. He lifts her into the wheelchair. Then he counts out her pills and gives her breakfast and drives her to work where he quietly enables her through the day. When she dies, he's considered unemployable, but their legacy lives on in others. The kingdom of God is like a woman who wonders if she's lost her marbles. Many things in the world just don't make sense to her. Despite her best efforts, she feels like she's not quite as functional as everybody else. She never feels completely at home. On and off over the years, she searches. And one day, she stumbles across an article listing typical characteristics of neurodiverse women. And with a shock, she recognises herself. She realises she's found her treasure and that she's had her marbles all along. It's just that her marbles are a little bit different. She's so relieved, so excited. She invites friends and neighbours over and shares her treasure with them. Why am I talking about small stories? Why am I describing people who will never be rich or famous or powerful or mainstream, who, who will never be a roaring success? Because once upon a time, Ezekiel told a story. And in that story, God is going to take a sprig from a towering cedar 
and planted at the top of a high and lofty mountain. And that sprig will grow into a mighty tree with great branches and abundant fruit. Birds of every kind will nest in its branches, eagles, hawks, ibis. And that mighty tree on a mountaintop which towers over everything is the future kingdom of Israel. But once upon a time, Jesus told a story to people who knew Ezekiel's story. But in Jesus' story, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. Mustard is a scruffy and pungent weed. It thrives on roadsides and vacant lots and marginal land. It's not impressive. It's not important. Instead, it's insignificant, undesirable, a a nuisance even. Farmers spray to get rid of it. Yet no matter how many pesticides are dumped on the earth, it still reappears. Now here, now there. And this persistent scruffy weed grows into a shrub. And the birds of the air nest in its branches, at least very little ones do. So Jesus is telling us that God's kingdom, or God's culture, is not like the dominant culture. Instead, it's underwhelming, a bit of a joke. It's so unimpressive that John the Baptist wrote from prison to ask, Are you really the one? Because, let's be honest, you're not much chop. And even after Jesus' death and resurrection, his disciples ask, Is now the time that you'll restore Israel? Because where's the mighty cedar on a mountaintop? Where's the fortress, the army, the nation-state? Where's the power, the prestige, the pomp and circumstance? Where's the glory? But life in God's kingdom is no guarantee of health or wealth or popularity or power. It has different markers of success. And it's not a mighty nation-state. Instead, it's a home for those little birds who flit round the margins. People who are often sidelined. Invisible. People who've made countercultural choices. People, I suggest, are a bit like us. So, what else is the kingdom like? What else can I compare it with? Well, the kingdom of God is like a little child who runs into church, who watches intently, who asks lots of questions. And it's like the crowd which gathers around and listens and learns from the child. Gradually, even grown-ups take the risk of wondering aloud, and everyone grows in faith. Or it's like a chronically ill woman who zooms in from her sickbed and asks how she can pray for others. It's like an autistic man who shines brilliant light on the gospel, or a gay woman who proclaims the truth, or a single woman who offers a home to damaged and vulnerable children. The kingdom of God? It's like a quiet woman who is terrified of public speaking. And yet, at Pentecost, she witnesses to the flow of the Spirit and how it takes form in her life. As she speaks, she begins to shake and sob. And in holy silence we wait until with great courage 
She continues on, faltering through the lump in her throat. Her little boy leans against her body, and the spirit falls upon us like rain. Yep, the kingdom of God is like a small regional church which is largely invisible and occasionally scorned. It has no property portfolio or investment income. It has no political clout. But exhausted carers and autistic people and trans men and abused people and young children and quiet people and rejected women and sick people and little brown birds perch in its branches and strangers find rest in its shade. So go now little bird, and make your home in God's unruly culture, in the schools and farmyards, hospitals and offices, households and highways and byways of this world. Take the seeds you've ingested now and distribute them wherever you go. And may God's culture give you shelter. May the bread of life provide you with crumbs, and may the Holy Spirit keep you aloft until you find your true nest deep in the heart of God. Little bird, go in peace to spread the seeds of the gospel. In the name of Christ. Amen. Did you know there's always more to read on our website? At sanctuarybaptist.wordpress.com Sanctuary is funded entirely by members and supporters. If you'd like to support the work of this little church, you can make a donation via PayPal. And you can find the details for this on the website. This podcast is made on the lands of the Eastern Ma Nation, whose people have been sharing story and keeping culture since time immemorial. And I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. Peace be with you.